The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. This episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memories of Leslie West and Killing Time's Rich McLaughlin. Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this special Metal Christmas episode of Radioactive Metal. Uh, I don't know if we're going to make this like part of our numerical order, or if we're just going to make this a special episode or not. Who knows? It's just kind of the way we're doing it. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And I'm sure the listeners will figure it out because they'll either see a number or they won't. So they'll know <laughs> kind of before we do, but after we do at the same time. They'll know after a past us, but now future us will know. I don't know how that works. But anyway, <laughs> this okay, episode, Marty. <laughs> like any other episode, is brought to you by the wonderful folks at True Call Coffee. Um, hopefully, as you're listening to this you have been listening to us for a while and we're smart enough to get in on the Krampus roast. And you've got your special cup of Krampus roast. You're enjoying this as you're opening up your socks and your underwear under the tree. 
And, you know, watching the kids open their gifts, hopefully that's what you're drinking. But if not, if nobody thought to get you coffee for Christmas, you take the money that your aunt gave you and you go to True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee.com and you subscribe today because not only are you going to get great coffee every month and you're never going to run out, you will also get not one, but two great bands every month sent to you with your coffee. It's fantastic stuff. So, mm-hmm. truecoldcoffee.com, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. Definitely, definitely. As a matter of fact, right now, in my Motorhead mug, which generally, okay, I'm very, I'm very peculiar about what goes in my Motorhead mug. It's just Jack and Coke. The Lemmys are the only thing that go into this mug. But right now, this is a special occasion. It's it's the Christmas season. Right now, I've got True Cavalt coffee going, and it's laced nicely with a bit of Bailey's. I made sure I uh, bought a bottle home for the missus who likes that stuff on occasion and all that. So I decided, you know what? True Cavalt coffee for um, tonight's unique episode. Well, that would be a little bit of an Irish coffee, and I feel like that's apropos, because at the time... At the time Lemmy was born, would Ireland still have been part of the UK? Hmm. Good question. Good question. Why are you making me... Okay, I'm on holidays here, dude. Come on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you why. Because... Why I'm thinking of this. Because my week, Snowy, um, as luck would have it, you're drinking Bailey's Irish Cream. And I've actually been training people in Ireland all week. Oh, there we are. And let me tell you, they are wonderful, wonderful group of people I got to work with this week. Like, um, I haven't I haven't trained a new hire class in a while because that's not my job anymore. But they needed people because, you know, it's the holidays. People have vacations. People are out. My boss is like, hey, you're in these three days. Would you mind training this class? You know, and it's honestly with a new co-worker of mine who I knew as like, in a different relationship, I knew of his work, but we never got to work together, and I respect his work. And I'm like, yeah, I'll work with that guy. And we had a blast this week. Like, it's great when you work with somebody, when you're partnering something like this, you sync up, you guys are in step, you know, and then just the people that we were training were wonderful, wonderful people. Like, I really wish we could have been in Ireland with them. And um, I have a feeling, though, that the one guy would have probably drank me under the table every night and I would have been training with a hangover every morning. (laughs) Right on. Right on. Right on. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we're going to we're going to take that spirit and apply it to this particular episode. It's going to be a little bit different. Okay, and you'll notice the kind of the differences as we go along. But I figured the one thing that we could that we should keep, and that's our brand new segment, Mandatory Metal, sponsored by Pure Cavalt Coffee. And I chose a really cool um, Christmas-related song in this. So what also kind of maybe serve as a indie spotlight as well because i'm going to introduce everyone to orion's reign 
They have a really cool duet with a lovely young lady with a beautiful voice named Minnie Via. This is Orion's Reign with their rendition of the Christmas classic, Joy to the World. episode is kind of serving two purposes. Number one, as you may recall, the last couple of weeks, the world kind of caught up to us. It gave us a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It kind of knocked us off schedule where we were off a couple of days putting out brand new episodes. Well, with this, with this special unique episode, it's kind of getting us back on track. Hopefully, you are listening to this for the first time live on Pure Rock Radio, okay? And if not, you are listening, you are downloading it the first time, okay, on Christmas morning. 
<laughs> okay. So it certainly makes for a really cool Christmas treat as well. Hopefully that's what you're doing. Like, okay, you have your your time with your family if you have the wife and the kids and all of and all of that. But maybe in between that time and the time before you sit down to your big Christmas dinner with, with you know, before, do you give yourself a little treat before the in-laws show up? Before, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And before you know it, it's the Gris, Griswold's Christmas all night for you. Give yourself a little treat. Sit down right now here with your cool Uncle Snowy and your Uncle Aaron. And we're going to um, give this special record... The um, I guess I guess you would call it a listen along. Yep. As as you recall, um, for our regular listeners in in October, we did our very first watch along, where we provided our expert analysis and commentary for the movie Trick or Treat. Well, we kind of wanted to do something for the Christmas season as well. There is a really, really cool kick-ass record called We Wish You a Metal Xmas and a Headbangin' New Year. A couple years ago, Mrs. Snowy and Little Snowy bought me this awesome record on vinyl. A really cool double record set here. I got it in my hot little fists right now. And it's like I said, it's been a couple years, a couple Christmases, and it's still, it's still an absolutely phenomenal package and all that. So really, really cool. Um, all your favorite Christmas holiday songs kind of done up, metalized, shall we say, oh, by a, great, a lot of your favorite artists. Sorry? I said it's a great collection. And if I'm not mistaken, Bob Kulik produce this right and we just lost bob this mm -hmm. year right right so it's uh even even more apropos indeed indeed so what we're going to do now and please bear with us this is going to be our very first listen along in which we got to come up with some sort of kick-ass name for our watch-alongs and our listen-alongs and aural something you know an aural assault or something mystery music theater 3000 <laughs> there we go there we go there we go so however you choose to uh give this a little listen the idea of course is to listen to us in podcast form okay while listening as well to the um the actual record so you're going to want to, however you choose, to fire up said release. We actually have it going on YouTube. That's probably the best place for uh, for you to do it, just so we're all in sync. And we'll give you a couple minutes here to get yourself in order. Da, 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 da. We wish you a metal Christmas. We wish you a metal Christmas. <laughs> wish you a metal Christmas and a happy new year. Okay. Everyone is um, ready. Drummers drumming, pipers piping. There we go. Perfect. 
And are you ready to press, press play or drop the needle or however you choose in three, two, one? Uh, oh, is that beautiful? It really is. <laughs> it gets it gives it 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 gives you that okay, this is going to be uh you know that traditional sound, you know, like my mom will really dig this. Oh yeah. Okay, like you you can put this on for the family. Okay. Hey mom, hey dad, hey Mrs. You know, I we've I've let, let me handle the Christmas music this year. Okay, <laughs> so you put this on and you hear the "We wish you a Merry Christmas" and the bells and everyone is oh that's so sweet and then boom, rock and roll. <laughs> See, my mom's gonna like this anyway. Like I don't have to trick my mom. She'd be like, "Oh yeah, I dig this," especially when we get to the track with D. Snyder on it. <laughs> but when you think about it, man, like these guys can really sing. You know, I mean, Jeff Scott Soto has an amazing voice, right? He's the vocalist mm-hmm. on this track. And, I mean, he could really sing. So, I'm sure it was not a stretch for him to do that intro. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Yes, this is We Wish You a Merry Merry Xmas, Merry Christmas. Jeff Scott Soto, Bruce Kulick, Bob Kulick, Chris Wise, and Ray Luzier. Yeah, I love that the um, the brothers are on here. Right, Bruce and Bob. Like Bruce Kulick, he will always be like one of my favorite Kiss guitarists. Right, right, right behind Paul Stanley. Uh, he's just he's fantastic. He will always be a part of Kiss to me. Oh yeah, for sure. See, listen to that vocal work. Like mm-hmm. that's a great vocal arrangement there. I love that. And Ray, if I'm not mistaken, Ray's a Pittsburgh boy. I'm right on. Because he's the current corn drummer, right? You know what? That name does not ring a bell. All right, let me check him out. Yeah, yeah, he's a Pittsburgh boy. And um, he's just uh, like roughly a year older than me. He's, um, He's 50 here. Well, maybe like a year and a half, two years. But yeah, he's mm-hmm. a Pittsburgh boy, and he was the current, um, well, he was the current corn drummer. Let's see if he still is. Yeah, it looks like he still is. Okay. But he's, he's done a lot of stuff. The, the, the trivia with the new metal, I'm finding more and more is kind of leaving my head. I got I to gotta remind myself. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy was in that band, and this guy was in this band. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy left us. Holy shit, you know, like. Oh yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay, like right there, the way that they're doing that, the, the guitar work, that is so Bruce because he did that same sort of tone and the way he kind of scooped into those notes on the Revenge album. Oh my goodness! Like I, I love when I can hear and be like, "Oh, that's Bruce! That's Bruce!" <laughs> He's such a great guitarist, man. I love mm-hmm. that guy. I really feel like I should be drinking eggnog or hot toddies. Well, I actually stopped on the way home 
just to eggnog? get the missus some eggnog. And they were all out. We're all out of eggnog. I couldn't believe it. Now, did you ever go caroling as a kid? No. You know what? And sometimes I think that might have been a life's regret. Because who knows? I might have met a you know nice young lady that was all into stuff like that. Who knows? But no, I never did. I um we used to go caroling with like our church group. Like we'd have like a church Christmas party. Right. And then we'd go out and go caroling for like church members that were kind of shut in. I I love it. Like I've I've always loved it. It's just a good time. Mm-hmm. No doubt, no doubt. Like I said, yeah, you're right. It's probably something I I should have done. See, that's a good ending. <laughs> That last yeah. part is Bob, I'm pretty sure. Yes. This this is one of my favorite tracks yeah. on this record. This is far and away, yeah. This is a lot of fun. Lemmy, is... Billy Gibbons, Sorry? Dave Grohl. How rock and roll is that? <laughs> that's it, yeah. You 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 can't top like that is an absolutely amazing trio. And they're playing Chuck Berry. Oh, it definitely has that feel to it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this record is a staple. Ever since we, uh, ever since they bought it, every Christmas morning, you know, so I good. play it while we're un- unwrapping presents and all that. And my mother-in-law is not too thrilled about it. I, you know, but it's but... really a great record. Like I'm looking at this track, and like I can't think of anything on here that's going to be really like an assault on anybody's eardrums. But it's also been a while, so we'll see what happens as we go through this. <laughs> but on the flip side, I've actually played this at my dad's place. The ultra conservative, they're all oh, yeah? a bunch of scumbags, blah, blah, blah. But we got into a couple songs through this record, and he's actually said, you know, I could actually listen to this. This actually isn't that bad. It's a great record. And all that. Oh yeah, and yeah, like it's... and what I enjoy is so you've got Dave, Lemmy, and Billy, right? So Billy and Lemmy are they're I mean they're rock and rollers from way back, right? Like they've got roots in the Beatles, Chuck Berry, all that sort of stuff, you know. And I love Chuck Berry, so they have them to hear like them do the Chuck song, and then Dave loves Billy Gibbons and Lemmy. So like for him to get to play with his heroes, just, Oh dude, this is such a good track. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely amazed by ZZ top too. They've mean? been around for 50. I think this year oh, yeah. marks 50 years, 50 years. It's always been the three of them. They've yes. been, since they started recording, they never had a lineup change. I, like that's amazing. Yeah, you can you can barely get married couples that can stay together for fifty oh, years. Oh, jeez, yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. And you know, you get this is the day and age, ego. You know, and when you're in a band, ego, money, girls, all that shit all starts coming into play. And before you know, it, bands are you know members are coming and going. But man, yeah. well, I thought it was pretty impressive because Billy was talking about. I think it was the drummer either had to go into rehab for drugs or for something physical. I really can't remember what it was, but, um, you know, 
the band just stopped. And, you know, when they asked Billy about it, they're like, why'd you do this? Like, well, it didn't even occur to me to replace him. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that's just, that just says something. It's like, okay, like those three are really, really in it. You know, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like 50 years. Oh, this is such a great song. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't wait for Radioactive Metal's fiftieth anniversary. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be something. Did you hear the way Lemmy said "Merry Christmas"? I love that. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> oh, so. What what where, what's your timer at? I may have to pull mine back a second. How many minutes? I'm at eight thirty nine, eight forty, eight forty one. Okay, hang on. What what are you at right now? Eight forty seven, eight. Okay. Fifty one, fifty two. Yeah. So I I clicked the wrong thing when I was trying to turn up the volume earlier. I'm like I was ahead of you. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Hopefully I'm lined up better now. There we are. There we are. Okay. Well, we're just starting. Santa Claus is coming to town. The best Alice part. Alice Cooper, John Five, Billy Sheehan, and Vinny, Vinny Apisi. Man, how's that for a lineup? So the minute you hear this song start, it just sounds like an Alice Cooper song. It does. Right? <laughs> and then when you hear like Alice being Alice, it's like, Wow. Like he can make anything creepy, anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, that part alone in that song about the whole the, the whole Santa Claus's mythology about him watching the kids, he sees you when you're sleeping, and all that. Yeah. Like, wow! Like, could you write lyrics like that for a for a jingle today? Some old man looking at kids and all that. Like, you you probably couldn't. I see. I didn't you even know? think about it from the creepiness of that perspective. I mean, as so... a society, we're having a hard time with that. That one uh, with uh, oh, what, what, what do you call it? Baby, Baby is, is cold, cold outside. outside. Yeah, yeah, the date rape song. Right. <laughs> right. And it was so funny until somebody pointed that out to me. I, I never even occurred to me. I started it listening. I'm like, occurred. oh, yeah, whoa, oh, wow. Yeah, but what sucks is it's still a great song with an amazing melody. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so. if, if someone never said "boo," no one would have. You know yeah. what I mean? It wouldn't have. It wouldn't even have been an issue. I love how it's Santa Claus, like oh, Claus, yeah. C L A W S. Like that's perfect. Well, so back <laughs> to that. Like you, you think about like the whole. You know, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake, kind of thing. I honestly think, dude, I mean, let, let's put this into perspective of the same people that wrote the Brothers Grimm's fairy tales, which are pretty gruesome. Oh, some of those are brutal, too. Right. And so I honestly think that, you know, they weren't thinking about it from the creepy perspective as much as they were writing of like, listen, this guy's going to get you in your sleep. You need to be good. You know, That's I right. think it was more like like to scare their kids into being you know, good. Think, you know. At the end of the day, that's kind of what the whole Santa Claus thing is. You better be good or you ain't getting any presents. Exactly. You know. You know, <laughs> December gives you thirty one well, twenty four days of 
well-behaved children. And then the rest of the year, they're terrors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I told my wife something today. I said, you know, because um, we do the whole German thing where you hide a pickle in the tree, you know. Oh, okay. And then if you find the pickle, you get an extra present. And yeah. um, I told my wife, I said, we've been doing this all wrong. I said, rather than hide the pickle, we should have been like, whichever kid's the quietest for the month of December gets the extra present. <laughs> Because they've just been off the hook this year, man. Like, they've been so wound up. Like, I'm training these people in Ireland, and I can just hear my kids, like, right outside my door just screaming. I'm like, oh, God, come on, guys. You want your kids to behave, and you want your wife to be naughty. Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, it's the other way around, you know? This is that was such a good Alice Cooper song. Oh, definitely. So I forgot this next song has Ronnie James on it. It does, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Coming up. God rest ye merry gentlemen. Ronnie James Dio, Tony Iomi, Rudy Sarzo, and Simon Wright. Now, Simon Wright, didn't he play for ACDC? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I think he's still in. No, no, no. He uh, is he still? No, Phil, Phil Rudd's playing Phil now. Phil Rudd's in ACDC. Yeah. Simon Wright. Yeah, he went from ACDC to Dio. Well, and here's the crazy thing: like listening to this, I'm like, he doesn't sound like an ACDC drummer at all. No. You know, so like, it's even amazing that he made it as long as he did. Man. Listen to Ronnie just wail on those notes. <laughs> like, what a voice. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I mean to have Tony Iommi. So this is basically like Black Sabbath or Heaven oh, and Hell. Those, those are total Sabbath riffs you know? that you hear. Like, you, you could take this, maybe change the melody so it doesn't sound like a Christmas song. Yeah, and you could totally drop it into the Heaven and Hell record. Well, see, that's the crazy thing, man. Like, so, like, Run Run Rudolph, that's a rock and roll song, right? It's a mm-hmm. rock and roll song where they wrote about Christmas. And that's that's so Lemmy, right? Because Lemmy's always like, hey, we're a rock and roll band. But a lot of these other traditional Christmas songs are, you know, for, from a time where, uh, how, like, how do I put this where I don't sound like a pompous jerk? But, like, it, they're they're older, so there's a different sensibility with the way that they wrote, and um, you know, so it was like that classical kind of thing, or like, but it wouldn't have been classical because it would still been folk music. But they wrote things darker, you know. They weren't afraid of minor keys and things like that, mm-hmm. and that really works well with metal. I mean, a lot of these, like Carol the Bells, Carol the Bells is a heavy song before um, TSO even touches it. Mm-hmm. And then you put metal guitars behind it. It's like, oh, yeah, that's what was missing. You know, like, <laughs> like, like some of these songs were already metal songs just written before they had distorted guitars. Right. You know? Just screaming for it. Yeah. Yet. It really was. They really are. You know? That's exactly what's happening. This Trooper beer is really hitting the spot tonight, in case you're wondering. <laughs> Right on. Like, just listen to that, listen, man. That, that's that's total. Yes, that's total. Dio era Sabbath. Yeah. 
But just the way he's hitting those notes, the way he's going for it. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, damn, man. I saw Dio once live when Heaven and Hell, the Black Sabbath, like when the, the whole copyright issue yeah. with Sharon Osbourne and all that, they had to call themselves Heaven and Hell and all that. And it's just like, wow. It, it, it took forever, but to finally see him live. And we were, I was like just a couple... I was right, right up close to the stage, about five rows, you know, from the stage, just and just, just close enough that when he does the horns and looks at you between them, yeah, and it's just, just the, just you make eye contact and he's doing that, and it's just you and him, you, 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 you know, like the the oh, arena yeah. full of people, just at that second, just they, they don't exist. It's just you and Ronnie rocking out. I was right at that moment. I I never saw Dio live ever, but I would have loved to have seen Rainbow. Oh, for sure. That's what I would love to have seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and of course, go back into the Radioactive Metal archives when we spoke to Craig Goldie a couple years ago. You know that he oh, had yeah. lots to say about Ronnie James and his time in Dio, and all that. I guess that's the closest we're ever going to get to Ronnie James. Although maybe one day, um, the executive producer of this record was Wendy Dio. How awesome really? would it be to have Wendy on this on our show? That would be fun. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Silver Bells, Queensrÿche's Jeff Tate, well, Carlos Cavazzo. Sorry. Jeff Tate, man. Listen to him well on this. Mm-hmm. Jeff Tate, Carlos Cavazzo, James Lomenzo, and Ray Lu- Lucier again. Yeah. Remind me, James Lo- Lomenzo. He plays that... with um, Black Label Society. Ah. Well, no wonder he's a friend of Carlos Cavazzo then. Those guys, <laughs> those guys sound like they would be great buds. Yeah. And well, yeah. he was also in uh, Megadeth for a while too. Oh shit! Right, right. Uh, uh. See, this is this is what happens. Just forty years of listening to a band, and they're not ZZ Top. They have eight hundred different lineup changes. Oh, that's the thing, man. You know? And I mean, dude, we're hitting an age where we really can't remember everything. Yeah, I was trying you know. as I might. Yeah. And it's not even the fact that we're old. It's the fact that we have so much to remember. Oh, hell yeah. You know, because <laughs> when you're 20, you can keep all of it together because, like, you're really not remembering that much or you're remembering specific things. Right. But, like, you know, after 40 years of Megadeth, it's like, okay, when did Dave kick that guy out? <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What band was he in before? What is he mm-hmm. doing now? So when I say shit like, listen, punk, I've forgotten more than you'll ever know. Okay, that's not just an expression. It's getting to the point where that's fucking relevant now. (laughs) Dude, speaking of that, one of the guys that I was working with this week from Ireland told a great story about um, he actually um, was assisting a lady who worked on the Enigma machine, like actually cracked the Enigma machine code in World War II. Holy jeez. Yeah. Yeah, right? And it was one of those things where he's like, that lady's forgotten more things about technology than I'll ever know. 
<laughs> you know, and it was one of those things where he was he was telling the story because he like he kind of misjudged her. He just figured, okay, she's in her eighties now and probably isn't really good with technology. And she's like, oh no, young man, let me explain to you. Like she <laughs> she knew exactly what was going on, man. Like yeah, that's... yeah. You hear you hear the boomers giving it to the millennials and the millennials giving it to the boomers. But you know what? Both generations have their strengths and weaknesses. Absolutely. And but the one thing they have in common mo- like most often is they completely ignore generation X. Oh yeah, and here we are s- yeah. sitting back be- best of both worlds. I sit back, and I just watch and smile. And then my favorite's when somebody looks at me and goes, "Okay, boomer." I'm like, "How the fuck oh, old right. do you think yeah. I am?" You don't even know what that means. Yeah, then, like do you, calling, do you know when yeah. the baby boomers were born because I'm not that damn old. <laughs> Like, do I need to go down my hair? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Dude, listen to him wail, man. Just amazing, yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. Now here we are. Queens Queen, Reich is doing the whole Jeff Tate's Queens Reich, and, mm. you know, they have a different vocalist now and all that, which, uh, who is that? What's his name from TT Quick? Is Queen's Reich's vocalist. Why doesn't uh, Jeff Tate just call it uh, Operation Mindcrime? Um, doesn't he kind of do sort of do like a his own Queen's Reich tribute sort of? With that's that, what I'm saying. Jeff like Tate. instead of calling it Jeff Tate's Queen's Reich, call it Operation Mindcrime. Maybe he is. We should get our intrepid uh, listeners to let us in on that. See if we're maybe maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Because that's starting to kind of ring a bell. Uh, you know See? what? Well, this is this is what I mean about not remembering everything and doing everything. Because we don't have anything planned. We have no notes. We have no nothing. No. We're just, we're shooting from the hip here. I definitely feel like an old man tonight. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, yeah. Coming up next, Little Drummer Boy. Okay. Which this is a made for metal, this song, because the drums is such a big. Oh, yeah. You know, it's such a big, big part of, you know, metal and all that. Doug, Doug Pinnock, George Lintz, Billy Sheehan again, and Simon Phillips. Yeah. So, Doug Pinnock, what a badass. Mm-hmm. Right, so I saw him a couple years ago on the Experience Hendrix tour. It was him, Kenny Arnoff, and um, oh my goodness, Joe Satriani. Oh who, wow! And th- yeah, and they did, and I mean, there's more than them, but those three did a lot of songs together. And dude, you want to talk about an insane trio? And like, I mean, Doug can sing; he plays. Just what what a killer musician. And his voice on this is just so good. And listen to Lynch. Like, it's nice to hear Lynch, like, do something that's not his typical screamer stuff. Right. You know, and when I say screamer, I mean, like, the screaming guitars. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's famous for those pinch harmonics. And this is where you're like, oh, son of a gun. He's actually, like, got some taste there. I like how he changes up the melody of his vocals with the on my drum part there. Oh yeah. 
more more drummers more metal drummers like your donald tardies from obituary you know guys like that should every year they sh they should all get together or they should okay who's going to cover little drummer boy this winter well i'll do it okay the following year another drummer from extreme metal i got it this year guys okay i'll get it next year okay sure and then every year for the rest of you know, as long as I got breath in my body, I'd love one of these killer drummers, you know, preferably ones we've had on the show Dude. to cover this every year. I Different like drummer this idea. Every year. I like, so uh, I, I got to hear Bernate. Charlie Bernate is one of my all time favorite drummers. Oh my goodness. I'd love to hear them do that. And the thing is, um, Belladonna's got the voice like Anthrax could really pull this song off. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. Because Belladonna's got the voice to do it. I don't think there's anything that that Joey can't sing. I remember years ago, Joey Belladonna took flack for trying. Oh, he's trying to be the next Steve Perry or whatever. It's like, dude, let that guy sing. Let him. Like it. Okay, he wants to have a vocal solo. Yeah. Let him have a five-minute fucking vocal solo, and then he'll get back to raging. Like, come on. Let him be an artist. Oh, listen to those harmonies. Oh, those vocal harmonies are so nice. This is another one of those all-star bands. Like, this, this, every one of these songs... Man, like we just last episode, we had the Mighty Scour on. They were like an all-star band. Every one of these songs, man, there is not, you know, there is not an like if every one of these lineups on every one of these individual songs was to put out an album, there's no way I would not be buying that, dude. Hey, did you tell me? And this isn't. Music related, but did you didn't you tell me that you've got the HBO Max right now to watch Wonder Woman? No. Okay, I totally thought you did because Wonder Woman eighty four is going to be out on HBO Max on Christmas Day. On Christmas, yeah. Yeah, uh, one of my one yeah. of my friends at work, she's literally planning on watching it for the next twenty four hours straight. Um, she's so excited; it's not even funny. <laughs> But I, I was going to tell you about that because if you end up like doing like an HBO Max trial or something like that, they have a ton of Godzilla movies on there, like the old stuff, like the old really? original black and whites and Ghidorah and Mothra and all that stuff. Like my son and I have been going through them um, and we're having a great time with them. HBO Max, I'm going to have to... Like we have the Crave streaming service, which handles a lot of HBO stuff. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. I, what was that last part? We have the um, the the Crave streaming service. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, which does have does have some HBO programming on it. Okay, maybe, maybe that but, was it. I could have sworn like like last episode we were talking. You mentioned something about HBO and Wonder Woman, or seeing Wonder Woman, or something like that. Mm, I definitely want to. It well, is coming out in the theaters Chris, Christmas Day. Yeah, Christmas Day. And it's going to be streaming on HBO Max. And um, okay. they're talking about doing Kong, Godzilla versus Kong that way, too. 
Uh, I have to see these movies in the theater. Oh, I, I'm with you. I'm yeah. I'm hoping by then we'll still have theaters. Right. You know, because like our cases keep going up, and we've got all these people in from out of town right now because people are still traveling, and it's one of those things where. Like, I kind of want to rent a theater to see these things, but there's nothing I want to see bad enough. Like, if Godzilla vs. Kong was out now, I would absolutely rent the theater out for my birthday and take my son. And be like, okay, mm. we're going. Here we go. You know? But yeah, like, I just I just keep hoping we have theaters uh, in May, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, our, our theaters right now are... Uh... They're on hold. They're 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 closed right now. But with this one, I'm thinking, well, maybe they'll to to get the Wonder Woman movie. Maybe select theaters here will be opened for it. Like I'm not taking Mrs. Snowy out out into that, you know, out into the world. I'll go by myself and with a mask and a big long six foot stick. You know, everyone back off. I just want to see this damn movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, this so, is Santa Claus is back in town. Tim oh, yeah, Ripper Owens, one. Steve Morris, Juan Garcia, Mark Mendoza, and Vinny Apici again. So Marco Sorry. Mendoza, is he related to um, Mark the Animal Mendoza? Or is he a different Mendoza? I don't think so. I don't think so. And, and I'm trying to. I'm, I remember we've talked about Marco Mendoza on this show before. Oh, he's in but. Blue Murder and John Sykes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And White Snake. Oh, yeah. That was it. White Snake. Yeah, that's, that's how it, yeah. we were speaking of him. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And of course, Juan Garcia, Rat, for many years. Oh yeah, dude. But just listen to Ripper. Oh, I know. Oh, they, they have some of the greatest voices in metal on this. Mm-hmm. All right, this I don't next, care what anyone says. The next track, um, I am curious to hear what happens. Oh, um, I don't want to give it away yet. <laughs> this is this next track is definitely going to be a stormer. Yeah, because it's been a hot minute since I've heard this one. Oh, just, good. Like l- looking at the uh, lineup of who's on it, I'm like, oh, this ought to be intense. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna let. I'm just gonna let it catch up to you. Here we go. Oh. All right. What what time is your thing at right now? I am at 30, 47, 48, 49. Perfect. <laughs> Just listen to that. <laughs> Chuck Billy, man. All right. This is the first song that would make one of the uh, in-laws turn their head and be like, oh, turn that noise off. What are you listening to? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is, I was like, I, like Chuck Billy can sing, right? Oh, yeah. And I mean, like all the early, early Testament records, Chuck Billy could really sing. And like this voice, when, when I started hearing Testament songs with this voice, I'm like, 
whoa, they get a new singer? And so I was like, no, it's still Chuck Billy. I'm like, really? Like, I mean, he's got some serious range. So, I mean, he can do great death vocals, but mm. he can also really sing, you know? And, and I was curious which way are they going to go? Oh. Well, they he had he had the death metal vocals. Well, there there was that period in the '90s when Testament were they were borderline death. They were borderline death metal. Oh you know? yeah, you oh know? absolutely. No one was buying any of their records, but a lot of metal bands were totally taking a hit. Okay, listen to those guitars. That's so Ian right there. Oh, that's, that's so, so Anthrax. Yeah, <laughs> we just just the way he's flying, like that's 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 Ian. Like, who else is gonna pull that uh-huh. off? Of course, this is Chuck Billy on vocals from Testament, Scott Ian on guitar, yeah, John Denias, Chris Wise once again, and John Tempesta. And Tempesta's on drums, right? Yeah, he's the drummer. I, is he the current Testament drummer? I think so. No, this is previously Tempesta. So, yeah. Let me look him up. Please, because I know one of our our listeners is like, come on, Tempesta, you should know this, you guys. Get your shit together. So, doesn't look like it. But he was with Tempesta on 94 for a while, right? So, he's also been playing with Rob Zombie. Oh, okay. Heck, and with the cult. Dude, he played with Exodus, too. We missed that one. Did he record with Exodus? Yeah. Impact is imminent, good, friendly, violent, fun, and force a habit. Maybe that's why I'm thinking Testament. Well, no. Testament was 94, and that was low. Okay, Wow. Well, okay. See, Low is one of those records that like took Testament like to the brutal, you know, the next level. Yeah. So I imagine Billy Chuck Chuck Billy and John John Tempesta said, "Let's let's kick this '90s Testament style." Right. <laughs> but it just like the guitar work is so Scottian. Oh, definitely. Like, Those are total anthrax riffs. Scott Ian is one of the world's greatest rhythm guitarists. Like, just hands down, man. Mm-hmm. Just what a guitar player. Oh, holy cow. Listen to that solo. <laughs> Jeez. That was killer. Yeah, right out of the blue. So that is the end of the first record. So side C, record number two of the two records set. This is Deck the Halls with uh, Oni Logan on vocals. Our, Our radioactive metal alum, Craig Goldie. On guitars, Tony Franklin on bass, and Mr. Tempesta drumming once again. All right, who's Tony Franklin? Why do I know him? 
Drawing a blank, too. I know it's so tempting to Google and all of that, but okay, let's see if I can find I, part of this record is just yeah. is um it's a gatefold cover and all okay. that, and they've got all their mugs here. So if I can find him, where the hell? Where are you hiding? Someone was camera shy for this record. <laughs> where are you? Tony, where are you? He's not in here. His picture's not in here. Wow. You might have to Google. We did our due, due diligence and we... Spoke like humans to one another first. We did try that. All right, so let me click Tony Franklin. All right. Oh, The Firm with Jimmy Page. Ah. Okay, that makes sense. But, I mean, he's worked with a lot of people. And you know what? Here's why I know him. He has a fretless Fender Precision Bass, and so I used to see him in all the Fender catalogs probably like in the 90s. Look at that. Did you hear about that wife that just got arrested for <laughs> beating his husband, her husband with a guitar? No, tell me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was beating her husband with a guitar, and the and the judge said, first offender? No, I used to Gibson first, then offender. <laughs> I love that joke. Never gets old. <laughs> a, a friend at work like saw that somewhere, sent me the picture, and said, can you please explain this to me? Like My oh, friends oh. tell me it's funny, you know, and like, and and she knew that I that I played. I'm like, okay, here here's what's going on. And then once she got it, she's like, oh, but I mean, if if you don't know, you know, like like that's that's definitely a little bit of insider knowledge. I mean, I like to think that Fender and Gibson are household names by this point. Oh yeah, but, at least for music fans. But not for everybody, apparently. Okay, that was great. I am mm. looking forward to this next song because I can't remember it, and the lineup alone is uh, intriguing. This is kind of this is going to be like the the hair metal song coming up of the record, I guess. Well, hair metal, but also like it, it's almost like a, another Run Run Rudolph, you know. Mm-hmm. This is actually my, the original, the real or whatever, maybe when one of her country artists does it. This song coming up is my mother-in-law's favorite Christmas song. Gotcha. This is Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Rat Stephen Piercy on vocals. Tracy okay, Guns, Alec Guns on lead guitar, rhythm guitarist Bob Kulik once again, oh, yeah. Billy Sheehan on bass, and Craig Greg Bissonette on drums. Now Greg Bissonette, I remember because um, him and his brother played with Maynard Ferguson, a jazz trumpeter, 
but they also okay. play with David Lee Roth. That's where it was. Yeah. Yeah. Greg and Matt Bissonette. So I'm going to tell you this twisted story. It was, <laughs> was it Christmas 2014 or Christmas 2015? I, man, I can't remember which one. It could, it could be either one at this point, maybe 2015. Um, my, my last surviving grandparent passed away and she was in the hospital. I only found out she was in the hospital because of Facebook, because one of my cousins posted it. And I texted my mom, like, are you ever going to tell me this stuff? She's like, well, I didn't want to worry you. I'm like, mom, we're coming up you know, for a wedding at the same time, like, if you let me know, I'll rearrange tickets. I'll be up. Like, let me know. And she's Mm -hmm. like, well, what do you want me to do? She's like, how do you want me to let you know? I'm like, I don't know. Text me. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. I don't know. You know, but that, that's like mom and I's humor. Right. Right. And so when my grandmother passed, I got a text that just said reindeer hooves. Oh, you know, and that's what, like, some people are just, you know, devastated. Like, oh, I can't believe you guys said that. I'm like, it's not that I don't love my grandmother, you know, but like, yeah. like, you, you, like, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where anything can be funny f- from the right angle. Right. Right. And you have to think of the person it's coming from. Yeah. You know, like, obviously, there's no malice no. coming from your mother. Yeah, not at all, you know, so. Right. It's one of those things. And then, um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I got home for that, and I was crazy being at the funeral home for that one. Because I, I know. you know, hadn't seen so many of those people in so many years. But I think she was 88. Like, you know, she was probably, probably I think she'd lived the longest on all my grandparents, too. I don't know. Family reunions now, good or bad. I don't know. Like I see my cousins that are just a couple years older than I am, a couple years younger that are my age. And they all got gray hair. They got gray beards and gray hair. And I'm like, holy shit. Because I right now I don't have any gray. I'm a naturally blonde. So you can't tell if I have any gray or not. Okay. Like except in my beard. When my beard grows out, that's why I, I keep it clean shaved as much. People try to tell me politely that I'm salt and pepper, but I think I'm mostly salt, dude. I am so gray. I'm so gray to the point where, like, I looked in the mirror the one day. I'm like, oh, my gosh, should I start dying this? What happened? Like, what What happened to me? <laughs> I, it was like, because I'm like, I look so much older than I am. Like, I am not that old. I'm like, I think I need to dye this. You know, I mean, like, hell, Marky Ramon looks younger than I do, you know? (laughs) And that boy's seen some mileage. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, I am digging the guitar work on this. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Tracy Guns is probably very underrated because when you think of hair bands, glam bands or whatever, you don't think... But they, there's a million amazing guitarists and all that, but you think of the frontman. Yeah. You know, like, 
that that's who immediately comes to mind. But you know, like there's so many great guitars, like George Lynch, Tracy Guns, CC Deville is definitely very underrated. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think people know CC Deville though because Poison has some great songs. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's all sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And they're, it's not, well, Poison is, are great musicians. Yeah. You know, the, um, the Native Tongue record, when the 90s kicked in and Poison was pretty much finished in terms of mainstream popularity and all that. Yeah. When What's His Name took over, uh, who was the guitarist? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a, Oh. He's a guitar virt- virtuoso that's... It wasn't Steve like, Stevens, was it? No, no, I Darn, wouldn't okay. that. Okay, I gotta look this up. Yeah. Oh. So this is what I mean. I'm shooting off the hip here. So this I version of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree term. is badass, by the way. Yeah, this is Bob Rockin' Kulik Around again. the Christmas Tree. With... Uh, Joe Lynn Turner, yeah, Bruce Bruce Kulick on guitar, Bob Kulick on slide guitars, Rudy Sarzo on bass, and Simon Wright again on drums. Okay, so it's either Richie Kotzen or Blue Saracino. Okay, I think it was Kotzen. Kotzen, because for... he had Fever Dream. Like, like he was on the Shrapnel Records. He was one of those guys. But I think Blues yes. was too. Because I, one... I actually owned the Blues Saraceno signature guitar for a while. Oh, nice. Oh, dude, it is a killer guitar. Like, killer guitar. Like, I loved it. Huge fat neck. I finally ended up selling it uh, a couple years ago. I started selling my guitars because I wasn't playing them. And because it's, it's not doing anybody any good in the closet. No. So no. They, it's got to get out and played. Yeah, it could have been either of those guys. Dude, this is a great version of the song. And again, Bruce and Bob, just two great mm-hmm. guitarists. See, Simon Wright on this song, like I don't think he I, I, I don't think I would have suspected he could play like this. This is a this is a good rock drummer on this one. I'm digging this one. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so the next track has Kenny Arnoff speaking of rock drummers. So I'm I'm right. kind of excited for that. Because man, Kenny's a badass. Yes, okay, I know that name. I've looked at I've I've for years. Remind me though, Kenny Arnoff. John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh, okay. Yeah, but there's someone else. There's Well, no, like like maybe, like um so Jack and Diane, you know the song okay. Jack and Diane? I, li- I hear that song almost every damn day. <laughs> so, like, he programmed the drum machine for that, and he was kind of upset about it, because he's like, oh, you're using a drum machine? And then they're like, no, Kenny, we-, we need some big drums. And he tells this great story about, like, okay, you got, like, ten steps to save your career. Five steps. And he came up with that big drum solo in the middle, like, off the top of his head. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay, I did not know that. Oh, dude, great drummer. That's see that that that's this is the, that's the stuff that I like. I don't give a shit about 
artists snorting coke off strippers asses or anything like that it's that that's the stuff that i like knowing and hearing about i'll read a book about shit like that dude i'm with you man like i those are the stories i like too okay so this is an amazing rendition of this already Mm-hmm. I I I've always loved this song. Happy Christmas, War's Over. John Lennon's Christmas song. Right. Um. I've always loved this one. And you know what? One I would have really liked to have seen is the the um, the Kinks Father Christmas. I would have loved to have seen that on this album. I don't know that one. Oh, dude. Okay. So literally, as soon as we're done with this, you need to. You know, when we're done recording tonight, you got to listen to it. I I'll be shocked if you don't know it. But so it's oh, Father sure. Christmas, give us some money. I'm sure, like, if, if I was to hear it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, listen to that guitar. That's Lukather, man. Listen to that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is so good, dude. Right, like, right here, between this song and Run Run Rudolph, it's worth the cost of this album. And then you get all this other great stuff in between. <laughs> all right. Now, do you have the version with the bonus tracks? Like Oh Christmas Tree and Old Lang Syne? Yeah. Okay. And is that the version we're listening to? Yes. Okay. We're at, let's... Okay. We are at... 49, 20, 21, 22, 23. Anyone needs a time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is so good, man. I could just listen to this song on repeat. Like I, I love when John Lennon does it, and hearing these guys do it, it's like, oh, yeah. And that's the thing. So listen to Kenny Arnoff, right? Listen to those drums. Listen to the way it, like he's got that backbeat on the snare. Oh, mm-hmm. such oh, yeah. a good swing to him. And this version isn't depressing. No. Like, I've heard, like, the the original, and I've heard other covers, you know, of of other bands doing this, and they it this song just comes across as a little depressing. I sure can be. <sighs> but I'm this sorry, one... Guys. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long Christmas... Holiday for you so far, eh? Dude, I am so beat. It's been a long, short week. Let me tell you. (laughs) Well, all of our listeners and myself appreciate this, dude. And each year. This song is so good, dude. Right here. All is over. It's so good. Well, I'm out of Chu Cavalt and Bailey's. I think it's time for a Lemmy. I second that motion. I just finished my uh, Trooper beer. I can totally hear you pouring that right now. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, I get lots of listeners and lots of friends. Dude, I can totally hear you pouring that, all your drinks and all that. Okay, this is first song, Side D. We're coming in to the home stretch. We're on record number two, second side. Oh, Christmas tree. Or O Tannenbaum for our German friends. Fair enough. Well, that's let's listen. That there's the voice of an angel. Yes. Uh, and Dora Dor- sounds pretty good too. Definitely, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> Dora Pesh. Dora Pesh on vocals. Michael Shanker on guitar. Tony Franklin on bass. And the late great Frankie Benelli on drums. So between Dora and Michael Shanker, like that's pretty darn German right there. Oh, mm-hmm. We're and, having uh, oh, how for, great this band would be. Oh, these guys are killer. For um for our Christmas dinner this year, we're having um a German uh, pot roast, um sauerbraten, where you marinate the meat for a couple days in this crazy wine mixture. Okay. Oh, dude, it's so good. Again, this is just like great guitar work, great vocals. Another time step here, 5322. I remember the very first time I saw Doro Pesh. It was the first Warlock record. Oh wow! Back, back, back in the mid mid eighties there, and it's like, and like, how many female musicians were there back then? There was Girl Lita. School, Lee Aaron, Lita Ford, you know, in the more more mainstream, but there was hardly any. And now there's just so many. So many wicked, wicked female musicians, and more and more, I still see it every once in a while, but more and more, we're starting to lose expressions like female-fronted bands. Yeah. And all that. And it's it's good to see that gone. Like, I certainly wouldn't, like, when, when I'm interviewing a female artist, like... I kind of want their reaction. I want. I want to phrase it in a way. I, I. I don't want to say what's it like being a woman in a band and all that. What I want is their, you know, what are your reactions when you experience that? You know, when someone when someone does say that to you, or when someone says you're a great band for a chick. You know. Oh, <laughs> like, I hate that. I, yeah. Imagine saying that to like, and I have. I have friends that I'm personal friends with in the local scene. They hear that all the time, you know, and like still, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know you were such a good musician for a girl. Oh, I hate that. Like, like ah, like, ah. Imagine saying that to Doro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
No, you know, you know who would have been fun to say something like that to? Because I would have loved to just watch her annihilate the person. But um, Jill Janis, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Picture somebody saying that to you. Oh, you're a pretty good singer for a girl. And just watch her level oh, that person. Just, she just would have went blister. Or Shauna Potter from War, War on Women. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. She, yeah, yeah. Speaking, speaking of which, and speaking yeah. of angels... This is uh, this is absolute. Oh, this is oh. so beautiful. This is one of this my favorite girl songs. School. Anyway. Oh, for sure, for sure. This is girl school. Old at Lang Syne. Yeah, this is a great version of this. I'm getting chills, dude. It's fantastic. It's such a great song. Anyway. See, I love good vocal work. Mm-hmm. This is just beautiful sounding. Now, so Girls School, are they a British band? They are. Part okay. of the new wave of British heavy metal. Because I'd say because this is typically your, you know, United Kingdom, Great Britain kind of song. And mm-hmm. and that's why I'm like like just the way they're delivering it, I was wondering, I'm like, are they British? Because there's, there's a bit of that, that tip of the hat kind of thing, you know, kind of like when America and American sings, um, the star spangled banner or America, the beautiful or something like that. You know, there's a different delivery than if somebody from Australia sings it, you know, did I ever tell you my girl's school story? No. Okay, and for our for our veteran listeners that have been listening for years, you've heard this story before. But when I went to to do some interviews for the show and for the Warren Music Shop, I went to the Noctis Festival in Calgary. During the convention, you know, with the meet and greets mm-hmm. and we're selling records in a booth and all that, I ended up in an elevator with girls' school bassist Enid Williams. No. It was just her and I. And I saw she had a girl's school shirt on and she, she said hello in, in, you know, with the British accent. And I knew I wanted to introduce myself and talk to her and all that. But I didn't quite know, you know, well, which member of girl's school are you? I wanted to get her to introduce herself. Yeah. Right. And so I said hi and, you know, going by your shirt, you know, and your accent, you would be. And I was waiting for her to say, hi, my name is Enid. Okay. She just looked at me and went, British. (laughs) That's what I was hoping for, actually. Like, that's the best way to say it. I know you're British, yes. So I introduced myself. I said, well, hi, I'm Snow White from Radioactive Metal. I'm here doing interviews and for the convention and the festival. And Okay. He's not just some creepy fan I got to watch out for. So her eyes lit up and she went, oh, put her hand out. Oh, very nice to meet you and all that. Yeah, I hope to see you again, you know, throughout the festival and all that. And, and, that's awesome. And, and all that. So that's kind of 
my girl school elevator story. It's that not just nearly makes me as, so happy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, some people's minds might go somewhere when I phrase it that way, but you know, that's not I kind of what it was. Her response <laughs> is perfect. It was like you are British. Like I love that. Like that's exactly what, that's that's what I want to hear. You know, <laughs> who's singing on this one? Okay. This is Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. Bumblefoot's the guitarist, though, right? Bumblefoot's He's not the singer. The guitarist. Yeah. Chris, okay. Chris Chaney is, is on, on bass. Vocals? Kenny Arnoff on drums. Yeah. The Art? vocalist is Steve Kudlow. Okay. Lips? Lips. The lips from Anvil. The same He's lips saying? you had on your show this year. Oh, he's or last year wow. from Anvil. Yes, I don't think I could have called this. This is great. <laughs> I think he's the only Canadian representative on this record. So I was going to ask about that. Oh, okay. This is great. The way they did this track. And Arnoff on drums again, man. He's killing it. This is just a ridiculous amount of talent in one place. Oh, geez. If you could, if you could bottle all of this talent, convert it to energy and all that, you have a nuclear war. Yeah. These guys are crazy. Imagine the Christmas party with all of these people. Oh my goodness gracious! Oh, uh, just imagine just just walking around with our recorder and just hearing all the stories. Oh you know? my goodness! And trying to stand up after Lemmy mixes a drink. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid a couple Lemmys with Lemmy forget about it. Yeah. God. Hey, Snowy, where are you going? We're not done yet. No, sir, we're done. <laughs> I, just, I love all the Lemmy stories where, you know, he just hands somebody, like, the bottle. Yeah. Know? And, like, have you ever heard um, Henry Rollins' a Lemmy story when he got him to sing on the West Memphis 3 record? No, it's... So, um, Henry called... Lemmy and he's like hey would you do this he's like of course I will and so you know he told him that they were coming so somebody went out and got a bottle of Jack a bottle of Coke and had it sitting like in the studio when he got there and Henry's laughing he's like he's like Lemmy sees it just goes right over to his starts mixing himself a drink like he knew it was for him <laughs> uh-huh you know it just oh like Hank's Lemmy story, man. It's it's on the Henry and Heidi podcast. Like you, it's it's still out there. You got to go back and listen to that one. Oh, okay. His his Lemmy story is just like that's the stuff, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I have I I hate to say it in one way, but I'm getting a reputation like in the local scene. Yeah. Like everyone knows that Lemmy's is my thing. Well, you know, like I I can understand that. Like back in the '90s when I was um in a band, people knew me for vodka and orange juice. Ah. Because you could walk around publicly with orange juice, not right. vodka, not so much. <laughs> so I'd always have like a half gallon of orange juice. And finally people caught on. They're like, can I have some of your orange juice? I'm like, yes, you may. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Bear in mind, everyone, we're not alcoholics. No, alcoholics go to meetings. <laughs> yeah, and this is it. Last song, side D. Rudolph okay. the Red-Nosed Reindeer with Des, Fafara, Doug Aldridge, Blasco, and John Tempesto once again. See, this is just metal as hell. <laughs> and there's just Des belting out. So, do you follow Des on Instagram at all? No, but I'm have getting this feeling I probably should. You really should. He's he's so damn funny. Like you see a picture of him and a cat. And he's like he walks into a room. He owns you. He takes over, <laughs> and he's a cat. You know, just just ridiculous <laughs> stuff. And then um, he posted something the other day. He's like, you notice there are no recipes for leftover chocolate. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and of course like for anyone who doesn't know Des also has his surf company Sun Cult which mm-hmm. I'm a fan of you know just yeah like man he's a, he's a fun dude dude like, but you know it's funny like most of the metal guys that I, I think that we follow really are fun like mm-hmm. um, uh, Gary Holt like he always does his crazy Catterday pictures on Saturdays, <laughs> and these these guys just, you know, I I know they sing about death and destruction, but really they're fun people to be around. Oh no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, we had members of Exodus on the show. We know firsthand. Great guys. Yeah, it's just just good sense of humor. Okay, so who's on guitar on this one? Would it be this Doug? Is it Doug would Aldrich? Be Doug Doug Aldrich. Okay, now now who did he play with? White oh, Snake. Geez. That's yes, why I know White Snake. White Snake. Blasco has been in a bunch of new metal bands as oh, well. Blasco's been bass it's, for everybody. Er, er, everyone, yeah. Yeah. Like like seriously, man. Like like you know. Blasco is like the sluttiest bassist everywhere. He's been oh, in everybody's shit. band. Yeah, he was in Cryptic Slaughter. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. Yeah, he's killer. He's a great bassist. Right, killer bassist, dude. Dez is just attacking this. <laughs> this like, is how I'm singing this song at work tomorrow. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> So, I gotta say, I don't think I would have called Doug Aldrich being able to play this heavy. Okay, right no? there. The way he hit that chord, I'm like, okay, that sounds like a white snake chord. <laughs> but some of this well, palm stuff, man. I, I don't think I could he walked, it. Sorry? Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, Doug walked into the school and he saw Dez and Blasco and Tempesta and went, oh shit, okay. I'm playing with these fucking guys. I got to step it up. There we go. <laughs> this is so good, man. Oh, no. It's going to be that time. I know. It's almost done. It's almost there. Uh... Oh, that was so good, dude. Definitely. This is December 23rd. 
couple more days, or first thing in the morning, I slap this record on. Hell yeah, man. Well, uh, that was a hell of a time. Uh, <laughs> it definitely was. It definitely was. It was just amazing just how well, like like you pointed out, because you're 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 the musician, man. Like this episode. It's times like this I just sit back and let you talk because like you're the man when it comes to all of this stuff. But cause, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Some of these songs just turn just our metal songs before you know they 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 hit the electric guitar. Oh yeah, all that, and they just they they just turn. They transfer so well, you know, and it just shows the diversity of the metal world you know just so many great musicians from from some so many different sub sub genres as well you know like you you have you have the the, the heavier side with lips and doro well, you know at the more yeah oh, I mean, he's, Dez, he's yeah. death metal at this point you know chuck chuck and scott especially chuck billy holy shit yeah yeah, you know, you know, and then you kind of got, you know, the more middle of the road artists, and then you kind of got your sleazy rock artists with your Stephen Piercy and your Tracy Guns. So, if we could go back in time and talk to Bob Kulick and be like, "Hey, we need one more track, and here's who we should have on it," it would absolutely be the Kinks' "Father Christmas." I would want Lemmy singing right dave grow on drums again but i think for guitar like like i'm looking at this lineup i'm like man who do we want for guitar i I feel like bruce and bob should be the guitarists on that one some wicked solos trade back and forth uh, so wicked so but like because the kinks were brothers right you know ray and dave davies and ray i just and dave, i feel like yeah. that would that would just you know fit the whole vibe and it's, dude, it's a badass song, man. It's, I really, really love it. I've always loved it. It's a good one. I'm going to have to check it out. I think you're right. As soon as I hear it, I'm going to go, wow, okay. Yeah. I know this. I know this. I you're going to know it. So um, before we go here, right, um, and since we're already talking about the fine Canadian boy that is Lips uh, Kudlow, did I pronounce that right? I was looking to make sure. sure. I who, who who actually calls him Steve? Well, at lips at this point, right? yeah. But anyway, so um, remember last week we were talking about Magic the Gathering in Kaldheim, which will be launching here in January. Mm-hmm. I was perusing some of the art, and like one of the um, one of the like just pictures they have up on the Magic site showing you know showcasing the art for these cards is this gorgeous tree, and I think I was talking about it last time. So I track the artist down, and her account is art.of.anastasia. And her name is Anastasia OV and a whole bunch of consonants and stuff. Um, But I'm bringing this up because she lives in Montreal, Canada. Oh. And I'm like, a good Canadian girl. So we need to see if we can get her. And, um, dude... You seriously need to check her her account out because she's done a lot of magic card stuff, but you're going to look at her art and go, oh, yeah, 
Like there's there some great, great stuff here. And it's it's all her art, right? And like, I just I just love girl. Like here's a dragon. Oh wow, I love this dragon. <laughs> I love this dragon. But um, yeah. So like I these these are the kind of people I want to try and get on the show in the next year here. Right um, on. Yeah, we're always looking for those unique artists. We love band interviews. They're the bread and butter of the show. But yeah. There's just so many other avenues to express the metal. And that's definitely one of them. Such a good time, man. For All sure, right. for sure. You know what is also a good time? Going to bed because I'm freaking tired. <laughs> well, a really good time is the speaking of good Canadian boys, Helix. You know of the Helix. I do. It's a effect pedal made by Line 6. It's probably one of the best amp modelers on the market. <laughs> okay. Okay. But apart from that, there's a wicked Canadian club. I imagine. There's, you know what? Helix are still doing it. They're, mo- doing they're it mostly well. known as a, a, a Canadian hard rock band for songs like Rock You, Heavy Metal Love. You know, during their 80s heydays. But Brian Vollmer and the boys, they're still doing it. And they're still making original music today. A Christmas tradition at Snowy Manor, okay, is Helix's Christmas song, All I Want for Christmas is the Leafs to Win the Cup. okay which of course the whole song is obviously being from toronto mr brian is a big toronto maple leafs fan last time the maple leafs won the stanley cup was 1976 okay it is like the pirates because that's how i feel about the pirates in the world series Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's been a long time for both so oh i don't know how many years ago now that this song has been around mr volmer he um took his frustration and put it into something positive and came up with this wicked song that we've been playing pretty much every christmas ever since its release and you know what i i agree okay i've being Canadian, obviously, I want my Winnipeg Jets to win the cup, you know. But I also want to see the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup at least once. Please. <laughs> so, with that in mind, we're going to get this, take this crazy, this crazy train into the station and go out on that fantastic song. How can uh, people get a hold of us? On the internet. Okay. Uh, I told you, man, I've been slowly exhausted. So here's the deal, guys. At RadMetal666, Twitter and Instagram. Mostly uh, Instagram because like we we read tweets. I don't really feel like I tweet much. But man, Instagram will post pictures of records and magazines and sometimes even Snowy standing in nothing but his Wonder Woman mask. And I'm kidding because we couldn't put that on Instagram. He has to wear clothes too. Um, we at least have to like, you know, put strategic black bars across things, but, um, my eyes. Yeah, exactly. Right. We don't, we don't want you to know who he is. You don't want you to be able to pick him out of a lineup. 
Um, so at Red Metal Six 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 to check to check out our Instagram feed, and that's just a fun place to interact with us. Um, Red Metal Facebook.com slash Red Metal is to keep up with everything there because we're also posting stuff out there. Red Metal Six 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 at Gmail to drop us a line if you want to send us a um, you know an email. You can hear us first every week, PureRockRadio.net. And since, you know, we're talking about angels and saints and things like that, let's talk to you about Saint Rich over at Pure Rock Radio for putting up with our crap for how many years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, raise your, raise a glass. Let's toast uh, the boys at uh, Pure Rock Radio there. And while we're toasting um, a group of rowdy boys, let's toast the group over at Shining Wizards Network because of them, we are also on Spotify. And they also host a wrestling night in Canada. Is mm-hmm. um, it you might recognize like one of the hosts, Ducky, because you've heard him on this show. Maybe That's right. even Snowy, <laughs> right? Yeah, I've been known to be on that show once in a while. Yeah, too. Every every now and then, right? They and they they talk about wrestling. So I want to know, like, is Wrestling Night in Canada the opposite of this, where we're a metal podcast? We end up talking about wrestling half the time. Do you start as as a wrestling podcast? You talk about metal half the time. Um, no, probably not as much as you would think. Not as much as you would think. Between the two of you, yeah. You can definitely tell, okay, when we do speak, like, oh yeah, those three guys at Wrestling Night Canada are definite metalheads. That's good to know. Good to know. And I feel like I've hit all the outlets, because I talked about Shining Wizards and the podcast and all sorts of stuff. The last thing is, it's Christmas, and... You might go um, under the tree on Christmas Day and be like, oh, I just got a brand new carrier pigeon. What do I do? Who do I send letters to? <laughs> Great news. You can send letters to Snowy. So send us your address, you know, and the name of your carrier pigeon um, to radmetal666 at Gmail or any one of the other social media sites. Message us there, right? We'll get you Snowy's address and you guys can exchange moose mail and, and uh, carrier pigeon mail. And mm-hmm. we'll send things across the pond or wherever else it needs to go. Actually, I would love to write somebody across the pond because I would just want to see how long it takes a letter to get there and back. Oh, these this day and age? Wow. You know? So, have we talked about the fact that the post office here is struggling? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, it's starting to ring a bell. But I know, yeah, the American... The American Post Office is a lot of uh, rather upset people. Well, the, the American Post Office has been an interesting thing for years because they've had a reputation of not giving a crap about your packages, breaking things, losing things. You know, we have all sorts of rumors about um, if there's something like a letter that looks like it's coming from the grandkids um, or the grandparents to the grandkids that it will mysteriously disappear and then show up after Christmas kind of stuff. You know, like, like malicious things that the disgruntled postal workers do. And wow. that that's all here and there, right? That, that's folklore and that's the stuff for movies and stuff like that. But what I can't figure out is how the original parcel service, right? The original way to get packages, letters, and things uh, back and forth in a time where the main way to get anything is having it delivered to your house is struggling financially, like I would think that yeah. business would just be on such an uptake. Like this would be like, okay, we're in the black. This is great. And mm-hmm. it just fascinates me. Fascinates me. Like this is one of those things where I'm like, okay, 
you guys need to crack the books. I want to see what we've been cooking for years. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. Got to crack the books on a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's the government. So um, that's all I got. I, 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 know, I know you want to turn, turn this bit a little because it's Christmas Day. Enjoy Christmas. Hug your loved ones. Hug your neighbors. Hug somebody else's loved one, but don't let them see you. I don't know. You know what I mean. Um, Love thy neighbor. Just don't get caught. <laughs> uh, you know what? Like, so I, I, I want to go out on this note. And I can't remember if I've told you this before or not. And I probably have because I talk about it all the time now, it feels like. But I had an insanely progressive grade school where we talked about Christmas customs every year, right? In every grade, every every homeroom had a country and they had to learn those customs and then be able to teach them back to everybody else. And they had a craft set up to teach you about it. So you go to like, you know, Mexico and learn things about that. You learn about Christmas customs in Israel, which aren't Christmas customs, they're Hanukkah customs, but you get the gist, gist right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're mm-hmm. eight and they're trying to, trying to work with us here. But like, Instead of being upset if somebody tells you Merry Christmas or Happy Kwanzaa or Happy Hanukkah, wish them whatever they tell you back. Like, it's not that hard. Or be like, I don't celebrate Christmas or I don't celebrate Hanukkah. I, like, I want to know where in whatever you celebrate does it say to be a total D-hole to people. (laughs) That's right. right. Because... If somebody says Merry Christmas, you say Merry Christmas back. Somebody tells me Happy Hanukkah. I'm not Jewish. Like, I play with dreidels for years. I'm fascinated by it, but I'm not Jewish. But I'll be like, oh, that's right. Happy Hanukkah. What are you yeah, doing for Hanukkah good. this year? That's like, right. You know, somebody tells me Happy Kwanzaa. What What are you guys doing for Kwanzaa this year? Tell me, tell me about your Kwanzaa. Like, tell me about the traditions. Like, I don't understand the people that get offended because somebody says, marry this, happy that, whatever. Tell me about your traditions. Like, I would love to know because there, there's, there's so much to learn still. As small as the mm-hmm. world keeps getting, as connected as we can be, we are still so divided by stupid things. So let's all... One of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and let's all just celebrate together, whatever it is, you know. Like I'm, I'm, you know, up to my neck in corporate America, so I never say Merry Christmas unless somebody says it to me first, and then I will be like, Yeah, Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah, whatever they tell me. Now, I did have a coworker who I knew was Jewish, and I would tell her Happy Hanukkah all the time, you know. Right. Because I'm like, because I, I, I know exactly where we stand. She's certainly not going to be offended, you know. So, yeah, like like this is a great time of year to be with your loved ones, go out, talk to your neighbors, you know, and let, let's talk about another great Christmas song. I know I'm on a tangent here, but um, do, so Snowy, are yes. you familiar with Snoopy versus the Red Baron? Yes, okay. yes. And uh-huh. you've heard the Christmas song that he has, right? Yes. Uh-huh. That is probably one of my all-time favorite Christmas songs. So the chorus is amazing. Christmas bells, you know, ring through the land. Great, great chorus, great melody, very well written. But then the story about, you know, the Red Baron forcing Snoopy behind enemy lines, and instead of killing him, he says, Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I miss the that era of, like, not that I ever lived through it, right? And this is where somebody's going to be, okay, boomer. But 
<laughs> there was an era when, you know, World War One, World War II, you were fighting, but you stopped fighting on Christmas Day. They did, yeah. You know? And I, I feel like we should have taken it a step farther. Stop fighting on, um, you know, Hanukkah. Stop fighting for other... Because, well... I guess World War II they weren't because that was a whole different thing. They were kind of try, trying to extinguish uh, that. So kind of makes sense for that one. But like there, there is, there is this genuine respect for like, you know what? Okay. We're trying to kill each other right now. However, there's, there's something bigger here, you know? Mm. And regardless of what you believe, there is something bigger going on. You know, and before anyone says, oh, oh, yeah, so, you know, Snowy always says he's the good Christian boy. I'm not even talking about God, right? No, I didn't even think you were going there. Look no. at the universe. Look mm -hmm. at everything that's going on. Just go outside, look at a fucking tree. Try to figure out how that came together. You know, like, as I'm a definitely a big tree hugger. But there's so many wonders in this world. There's absolutely something bigger going on. Take a moment to celebrate that and celebrate with the people around you. And, you know, let's try not to kill each other this, this year. That should be your well, New Year's resolution. Instead of this, you know, new year, new me thing. And like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. How about we don't kill somebody? We don't kill someone. Yeah. Yes. I feel like this is one. <laughs> How about we don't go to war? How about we don't spread a pandemic? Like, <laughs> like these Who are all thought? good resolutions, you know? That's good stuff. All right, I'm off the soapbox. Go ahead, Snowy. Close us out. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a very Metal Xmas edition of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. I'm Aaron. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. If there's anything I missed, you write us, you tell us. We will say it next time because we want to celebrate with all of you. Signing off.
says 